The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with your host, Ty Maynard. We're the starting point for sales professionals and business owners who want to gain more clients, score higher margins, and not be left behind in sales and business. Now, here's Ty Maynard. Hello, everyone, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard. And we're excited tonight to have another great show for you. Tonight's show is going to be on networking. And the title is Networking Successfully is Not About Who You Know, It's Who Knows You. And we have an exciting guest tonight. Uh, his name is Joe Malinowski. And let me give you just a little bit of Joe's background and he'll tell you a little bit more about himself as well. But Joe began his entrepreneurial career by opening an insurance agency at the age of 20. And Joe grew that agency to have over 100 agents in eight states, including Canada, in just four years. And Joe also launched a website called BusinessNetworkingLife.com in 2007. And it's a tremendous resource for all professionals networking throughout Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Orange County, San Francisco, Atlanta, and the list goes on. And it makes you aware of local events where you get an opportunity to network with other business professionals professionals, and find ultimately opportunities at some point or another. Now, as we said, our show, when you hear the, the, the title, Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something, we aren't saying to be impatient. We're talking about being proactive and growing your business to the next level. So tonight, Joe is going to share with us some of the key concepts to help you be consistent and be successful in using network as an integral part of your growth tool for your organizations and for your sales pipeline as well. How are you tonight, Joe? I am fantastic, Ty. Thanks for having me on the call. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. You know, I gave you uh, a brief... I gave a brief overview of who you are, and I am so excited to have you on the show. Uh, obviously, we met a few years ago. We were both on a panel for the Greater Tampa uh, uh, Chamber of Commerce. I mean, excuse me, T- uh, T- Tampa Area Association of Realtors. And mm-hmm. I was on the panel talking about sales, and you were talking about networking and social media. Uh, give them a, a brief I guess, concept of who Joe Malinowski is, and just tell us about yourself. Absolutely. Um, you know, like you were saying, when I, we set up that insurance agency, I was 20. It was it was funny. I went through kind of the warm market that first month and did pretty well, and the second month came around, and apparently people don't pay you when you don't go and you do anything. <laughs> so I, I, learned, I learned pretty quickly that I needed to get out. I needed to meet people, and uh, a friend of mine told me about a networking event, 
that was here at uh, just a Perkins on a Tuesday morning at like 8.30. I'm like, whatever, man, I just, I have to be in front of other people. So I went to that group, you know, from that group, I found out about others and, and so on and so forth. So I just kept, before, you know, before long, I was going to maybe two or three sometimes events a day, three or four or five days a week. I mean, I was everywhere. I mean, if you know anything about the geography of Tampa, I was going from like Westy Chapel, which is 15, 20 miles north of uh, Tampa to Sarasota, which is, you know, 60 miles the other direction. You know, anywhere I could find events, I was going to. And uh, over time, I mean, built a great network, set up that website, Business Networking Life, just to help people find the events in their area. Um, over the course of time, that, that project kind of fallen a little by the wayside just because of the complexity of managing events from all different areas. You know, meetup.com is out there now. It does a great job of that. But uh, throughout that, I mean, you started kind of accidentally talking with people about their marketing and networking. And found myself doing a lot of free consulting in around 2006, 2007, <laughs> and didn't okay. really think anything of it. You know, it was fun, but, you know, after a point in time, I kind of started looking at, you know, it was more fun talking to people about the marketing that we were already doing. We were using Facebook. We were using blogs. We were doing all this stuff, and that kind of evolved into workshops and training, which evolved into consulting, and now I'm fortunate to have a more of a, a business strategy firm with two of my partners where I get to focus on the marketing and they're more in the general business sense, uh, able to work with all sizes of companies. So it's been a lot of fun. Okay. And, and Joe, I, I heard you say that in many instances, you may go to four to five networking functions in a week. And there are people who are listening or sales professionals or even business professionals who don't go to four or five in a year. So why are you so passionate about networking? Well, in, you know, you ask a lot of business owners, you ask a lot of salespeople, and you ask where you get most of your business. And I think overwhelmingly you'll hear word of mouth. You'll hear referrals. It's, it's not so much that the phone's just ringing off the hook and they have not enough business to just keep them busy all the time. You know, networking is exciting because, one, you know, I value my community, I value the people in the community, and I want to be as influential of a resource as possible for everybody I come in contact with. I, I don't ever want there to be a situation where I meet someone at a networking event and we're talking about who's a good center of influence that has contacts that are their clients and, and not be able to give that type of a contact to them. I really want to be as much of a resource as possible. So being able to do that, just gives me great value to, to help other people to see their businesses succeed and then to play a part in that process. You know, to be a part of someone else's story is just so exciting. You know, and that's one of the things I talk about a lot, Joe. I say if you help enough people get what they want, you will get the things that you want. And obviously, we all want to grow our businesses as well. But it sounds like true networking is really about meeting the needs of others first. Is that accurate? Absolutely, 100%. Okay, all right. Now, there are a lot of people out there who they understand, yeah, I'm supposed to network, and I know I should be networking, but they're doing things like doing email in the office. They're doing the expense reports and, and looking at different uh, types of reports instead of getting out there. And I found that a lot of people... Joe, 
are really nervous about going into a room where they're nothing but strangers. Oh, what? it's that it's that comfort zone. You know, you never not not going after this whole getting rich type thing, but you know, you never make a lot of money, you never get rich, you never really it and help achieve your goals without stepping out of your comfort zone. You know, if you do what you've always done, you're gonna keep getting what you've always gotten. So when you look at what your actions are on a regular basis, it's important to look at what is your day consist of. I mean, are you busy being busy? Just, you know, spending time consistently refreshing your emails, checking your LinkedIn and Facebook to see if anybody has responded to you or participated with some post your company made. You know, what are you doing on a regular basis to get in front of new people? You know, I've talked with lots of different sales trainers and different been a part of workshops in the past. And, you know, I think overwhelmingly a lot of them have a philosophy of if you're not talking to at least 5, 10, some of them I've heard say 20 new people a day or just talking to 20 people in general a day, then you're not doing enough. And I, I agree with it. I don't necessarily think of putting a number to it, but if you know some people really need to have some type of objective on a regular basis to where if that's, your, if that's the case, you know, I don't even look at it as the whole cold calling side of it. Cold calling, I think, you know, there's a place for it in business, but if there's events that are available for someone to participate in, it doesn't get a whole lot easier than just going and shaking hands. And it can, I think it can be intimidating to some people just because I think, what is it, uh, you know, speaking in public, people would rather die than speak in public as far as their fears. So right. I get that. But, you know, if, if you're going to be in sales, you know, sucking it up a little bit, just throwing yourself out into the mix, you know, the easiest book, you know, I just looked it up online just to confirm the date, but I mean, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's been around since 1936. You know, that is the blueprint for how to just get involved in networking and show that you've got interest in others, and they will in turn show interest in you. You know, and but most people feel in order to be successful in networking, you have to have the gift of gab. I need to be able to talk and keep the person entertained uh, so they all like me. Uh, is that the case? I mean, what has to really happen in order to engage another individual? That is the, the best part about networking because, you know, most people are always, you know, tuned in to WI, WWIFM, you know, what's in it for me? And you just keep it about them. The easiest thing, you don't have to say a whole lot of anything other than just keep asking questions. You know, <laughs> oh, what do you do? I do X. Oh, how's that going? How long have you done it for? And they go off on a little rant about that. Oh, I got into it this way. Oh, you know, who's your ideal customer? You know, I've worked with some people that do something similar to you in the past. They try to work with these people. You know, you just keep them talking, and then after a few minutes, you've gained some rapport. You kind of get a feel if, if you guys are on the same vibe. You know, I definitely have had events sometimes where you kind of get a sense after you talk to the person for a minute or two, if there's somebody you would, for lack of a better term, just like. You know, obviously I want to talk to people that I, I have the potential to maybe develop a friendship with, develop a business relationship with. So if I see that the conversation is not that interesting and they're kind of disengaged and it's almost obvious that they're just there to dish their cards out to everybody and get out of there, you know, I'll probably cut it short and say, hey, you know, it was great meeting you. You know, if I can help you out, let me know. But if you want to give me a card and keep in touch, that would be great. Um, so there's just there's so many instances that 
really help you get out of that comfort zone by just going and doing it. It's it's a matter of getting out of the office, getting out of your house, wherever you're doing most of your business, and just throwing yourself into the mix. Okay, because I I did a, a speech one time, and basically it was get off get off your butt and get out of the office. That's the best way to improve your revenue, especially during a recession. And you know, one of the things I tell people is it really doesn't pay to be a well-kept secret. Uh, a lot of times I have someone working on my home. Let's say I had someone painting my home recently or they're doing some work, and they won't even have a sign that they can put in my yard. They won't have anything on their their uh, vehicle that identifies who they are. Uh, the key to today in being successful especially is, is really exposure. Is, is that accurate? Oh, yeah. You know, you've heard in the past, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know, and that doesn't even matter. It's really about who knows you. That's the key factor in all of it. So, I mean, for instance, I have, I have a home office, I have an office a few miles away, and I'm a member of a local business club that we have that they've got, you know, centers all over the country. And I don't, you know, I'll work at home sometimes just to kind of catch up on a lot of different things, mainly in the mornings. But I don't even, I don't ever go to our office unless we're having a team meeting. My, all my time is spent at this business club because I can set up my computer there, I can make phone calls there, and that's where other people are hanging out. I mean, my entire day, every day is a networking event. There's people having networking, there's people having meetings around me talking about stuff just through, you know, knowing somebody at the table next to me, they're meeting with somebody I don't know, they're introducing us. You know, the, the the web of connections just continues to grow by just being exposed to other people that are already doing it. So, you know, if you, you start small and just, you know, if you're kind of getting the feel for networking stuff, find a business club in the area. Even a Panera Bread, you know, you hang out. There's probably other people having meetings. You're probably not going to develop a relationship with those people, but it gets you out, gets you used to just doing some work someplace else. But find a place and find a groove that you're comfortable with doing. I call it the mindless tasks where you're answering emails, you're doing stuff on the Internet. You can do that anywhere. Even if you have to right. have a phone, there's some quiet places around town that you can definitely go. Okay, very good. We're going to go ahead and take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to continue in that vein about how we can get people to feel more comfortable getting out and, and, and networking because that's a critical part of a marketing strategy today. So it's time for us to take a short break, and this is Ty Maynard, and you're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. My guest today is Joe Malinowski, and you're listening to the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How can we Americans realize our dreams to earn a living? How can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee? Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. 
Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to Forget Patients, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest tonight is Joe Malinowski, networking phenom and guru extraordinaire. You're welcome to call into the show. Our phone number for the show is 866-472-5790. Again, that's 866-472-5790. Five seven nine zero. And if you have any questions about networking or any comments, feel free to call in and share them with us. You know, Joe, before the break, we were talking about some of the aspects of networking and what it takes to to get comfortable with it. Uh, we were saying that most people feel they should be doing all of the talking, and in reality, in order to be a, a good networker, we let the other persons talk about themselves. You know, the best way to seem like a really good conversationalist is to let someone else talk about themselves. They love you for that. And, you know, I, we were talking before, and I say, I normally talk about in, in my uh, networking workshop about four types of uh, networking personalities. Uh, the first person is the scared straight. All right. This is the person who they know they're supposed to go network. They don't like to do it. They're uncomfortable doing it. Uh, so they go to the particular function, but they stand up against the wall, and they're hoping that no one uh, approaches them. They're not going to approach anyone. And after 15 to 20 minutes, they can say, oh, I was here, and I'm out of here. Have you experienced that? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, you definitely see people that kind of come in, you know, they'll shake a few people's hands, they'll lunch on whatever, or drives are around, and and look we'll get out of there, and you know, that was their <laughs> attempt at going. And, uh, you know, even when it's you're getting kind of weaned into it, you got that uncomfortable sense of not knowing people, sometimes it's always best, you know, to find somebody to go with. You know, I mean, for instance, my girlfriend's in sales and marketing right now, and she's not the most outgoing person as far as meeting people. You know, me, I walk into a place, I don't, you know, I, I'm thrilled when I don't know anybody because I have plenty of new people to meet. But, so when sometimes we'll go tag team and we'll go to different events together. I'm happy going and meeting different people, and then I'm just there to introduce her to stuff. 
So it's really introduce her to other people. So what I really like to do, and what you know anybody can do, is you find others that are already kind of outgoing in your business or in a like uh, complementary field, and go hit up an event together. If one person is a little bit more outgoing than the other, the one trap you you kind of try to avoid is if you do go with somebody you know now just hanging out on the wall eating hors d'oeuvres <laughs> with that person and saying oh we went to this event and we didn't meet anybody you know it's that you know you don't want to find somebody else that's in the same position that you are so there are exactly. a few, uh, stipulations yeah you know and i've seen people go like you just said where they do care someone but they invest the entire time talking to each other. And they can say, well, we didn't meet anyone, but we really have some good barbecued shrimp, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. So and then the other individual uh, I talked about in the past is what I call the show up and throw up. They get there and someone starts speaking to them or they pick someone out that looks friendly. And then they corner that person and wants to talk oh. to them for the next 45 minutes. And that mm-hmm. person is looking around trying to signal security to get some assistance, <laughs> you know? Oh, and it's it's always frustrating when you, you see the people that where they've, they've got their card in their hand walking up to you or anybody. And, you know, their objective isn't to go and meet people and try to build relationships. Their objective is to get rid of the most amount of cards as possible, thinking that people care about what they do. And that's one of the elements that if you go into an event knowing that nobody cares about you, <laughs> that's really the best way to go into it because you're only there to learn about other people. You know, anything that you're selling, you can't sell to somebody if you don't know their needs. You right. don't know what they're trying to accomplish. You don't know what their hangups are. So you're always kind of on research and recon. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your product or service or anything. But until you are able to sit there and just consistently ask questions, you're able to identify clients and prospects and, more importantly, centers of influence. You know, my objective with networking is very rarely, really never that I'm looking for a client. Now, granted, I may come, I may come across people that become clients, but my bigger objective is to connect with centers of influence. I want to know people who already have my clients as the part of their database and they're a trusted mm-hmm. resource. So when they're having some experience that's, you know, we're, you know, me and my company can solve, they're saying, hey, have you talked to Joe and his company? What are they able to do for you guys? This is the people that you should go talk to. That's really the more beneficial approach is, you know, fishing, either going to try to get one fish or just know the guy with the fishing boat who brings in the fish all the time. You know, right. that's really the focus that I'll go in with. Right. And, you know, you said that's that's correct. Your focus is accurate. It's it's not about uh, trying to close someone or you're not having the mindset. You know what? I want to find someone that can help me do business. Uh, if that comes out of it, great. Which brings up the next uh, type of uh, networking personality that I've mentioned, uh, the, the Terminator. This is the type mm-hmm. of individual, and I'm sure you've either watched them at a networking function, Joe, or they may have even come at you, where they're like literally like the Terminator. Their goal is to identify a prey and close them while they're there. They think networking is about doing business, and if at all possible, on the spot. 
you know, uh, basically they have an agreement, you know, and they said, here, take the agreement. Here's the pen. Press down. Third copy's yours. So oh, have yeah. you experienced the Terminator? I mean, they don't understand the concept. They think you're there to close somebody. Somebody's going to get sold tonight. And those, I think, are really the the real fresh blood kind of newbie people. I mean, I can I can remember going to my first events, and I mean, I didn't know what to do, what to expect. I had no, I didn't get on a call like this before. I just showed up in one morning, and I was like, "This will be awesome. I'll meet some people, and everybody needs insurance, so I'll have plenty of sales." And <laughs> after like two or three weeks, and I'm just like, nobody cares to talk about insurance. This is kind of crazy. How do I go about it? And, I, you know, I mean, I, I didn't read anything. I didn't, I wasn't really involved in everything. I was 20. I was just like, I got to make this work. So I learned that all the different events I was going to, people were saying, you know, the mortgage guy wanted to meet a real estate agent and the insurance guy wanted to meet this other guy. And I seemed to know everybody. So I was able to just start connecting people. You know, that's the value of that database that you have is your ability to connect others. When you just start connecting these other people, it makes it awesome, and then business just gets attracted to you. It goes back to the giver's gain, you know, any one of the different sayings that are out there that you want to adopt, but, you know, focusing on others is really what just helps get, get everything going on. So when you have these Terminator people, it's almost like, you know, you can, you can kind of sense some of the desperation Sometimes, right. like, as right. they walk up, and you know that it's like they're here and they need a sale. And, you know, it's it's a tough mask that people try to put on sometimes where, you know, oh, how's everything going? Oh, it's fantastic. And you kind of know that, you know, things are going a little rough. They're having some trouble getting rolling. And you can sense that sometimes. But, the, you know, try to just not be one of the Terminator people and go in with an open mind and just an open opportunity and willingness to focus on helping others. And it, it, I think it makes it a lot easier. It takes a lot of the pressure off. And I, I experienced exactly what you're saying, where my focus was the other individual and not myself. I'll never forget uh, a few years ago, they used to have this thing called the ultimate CEO. You Do you remember that? The, uh, I think mm-hmm. it was the Tampa Bay Business Journal put that on. And, I mean, here, here you had a room full of CEOs for some of the best companies. And I met an individual there, and I knew who he was. Uh, he was a power broker, or as you would say, a center of influence. And I asked him a series of questions. You know, I asked him... Uh, Basically, what was his organization, which I knew I, I just wanted to get him talking, and I asked him if he had the opportunity, who was his ideal type of client? And he told me the type of client that he looked for, and sometimes by asking that question, you may know right off the top of your head someone that you can connect them to. That could be a valuable relationship for them. Absolutely. And, and my next question was, I asked, you know, what were his hobbies? And he said to me that, uh, he said, well, you know, I, I, I like sporting clays. That's what the shotgun thing and the clay target and you say pull. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, mm-hmm. and he said, he said, but I, I've been so busy. I haven't had a chance to do that in a number of years. And so I said, well, it was a pleasure meeting you. I tell you what, I'll follow up with you in the next couple of days. And I'd like to talk more about, you know, what you do. And I followed up with an email, followed up with a phone call. And then we had lunch, and 
after lunch the following Friday, I had him out uh, on the nearest sporting clays range Mm -hmm. doing something he enjoyed doing. And he hadn't had a chance to do it in, golly, four or five years. And we we didn't talk any business. It, I just got a chance to know him. He got a chance to know me. Now, on our way walking back from the field, which was about three to four minutes, I asked him some questions about his business. But we did that for four or five weeks, uh, up to maybe two months. And then we started ultimately getting into business. He's like, well, how can I help you? I didn't need anything. But I made I connected him to other people. Then ultimately we did business, and it was it was a no brainer for him because that was a relationship built. He felt comfortable with me. Oh, and that's that's like obviously I mean one of the greatest examples of leveraging hobbies, leveraging relationships because you know you see some of these people who you know they get started with some new company and they go right to the top. And it doesn't have anything to do with their sales ability. It doesn't have anything to do with their skill. It has to do with the relationships they've built in the past with people that they either like hanging out with, they go golfing with, they have some other hobby they participate in. You know, it's, and I'll, I'll talk about another kind of hobby thing that we've actually just initiated that seems to be taking off and doing pretty well that is getting us in front of more people. But by leveraging those hobbies and relationships, that's what these people who make these $100,000 sales, million-dollar sales out of the gates I've done. They've really just built a bunch of relationships that when they change and go do something else, they've got people that are like just ready to kind of take their word for it. They don't even need all the details about what they do. They're just saying, listen, I trust you. I trust your word. We're good friends. You wouldn't steer me wrong. What do I need to do? And that's the kind of relationships that we focus on building is that trusted advisor. You know, you right. do sales trainings and you'll hear this. You, you've got your peddlers. You've got your you know, your random vendors, you've got your consultants, you've got your trusted advisors. That's really the, you know, the, let's say the pinnacle of ability to influence somebody. So that's just really where I strive to go. But just in relation to, you know, talking about the hobbies, the hobbies are just so awesome because, you know, just for instance, in December, I posted up something on Facebook, where's the best sandwich in Tampa Bay? 50, 60 people responded, all these different places. I started going to them. I was typing about stuff on Facebook. And um, as I'm doing this, you know, I'm meeting with different people, and they're like, oh, what do you got going on for the holidays? I'm like, oh, I started this food thing, and I just seem to be going out eating sandwiches all the time. But I'm also trying to lose 10 pounds while I'm doing it, so I'm training for a triathlon and eating a bunch of sandwiches. So that kind of spawned into me setting up a website. Now, I mean, right now, best places in Tampa Bay, we're changing it over to the tastiest spot in town because what's happened is it's a non Food is a non-threatening conversation piece for everybody. Right. When you start talking about food, everybody's got a favorite place and a dish and a this and a that. So now I've got people from all over the city right now, and also i got two or three people might be around the country that are going to participate on this site. And all they're doing is taking a picture, going on a little rant about what they ate at some restaurant, giving it a rating, and the site's getting traffic, but it's giving people an ability to, instead of being sucked into talking about their business, it's, oh, you know, I've also got this little food blog thing going. It's fun. We get to go to restaurants. We give them ratings. Sometimes we give them awards. And it just gives them this non-threatening topic to talk about. That's why that falling back on a hobby conversation is always valuable because you can figure out a way to relate to somebody and see if you guys have something in common. And I don't even know if you ever went clay shooting before, but you're like, hey, I'm willing to try it. And it was a great yep. opportunity to network with this guy. 
You know, I mean, we just got lightning tickets. We're not huge hockey fans, but it's a place for us to, you know, share, you know, break some bread, hang out, have a nice time, and, you know, mingle with some other people as well. Yep. Well, Joe, we're going to go ahead and take another break. And I want, when we come back, I want you to continue to talk about some of the key components to being a savvy networker. In the meantime, we're going to take a break. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I'm your host, Ty Maynard, and my guest tonight is Joe Malinowski. And you're listening to the Voice America Business Channel. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. If you want to reach Ty Maynard or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can send an email to Ty at TyMaynerGroup.com. That's T-Y-E at T-Y-E-M-A-N-E-R Group.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with Ty Maynard. I am your host, Ty Maynard. Our phone number for the show is 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. You're welcome to call in with your comments or your questions. And my guest tonight is Joe Malinowski. Joe, we were talking about... Uh, the three types of sales uh, networking personalities that weren't effective. We talked about uh, basically scared straight. They were showing up but didn't really want to talk to anyone. We talked about show up and throw up. All right. They cornered one individual and just talked them to death. And the Terminator just thought this was an opportunity to get business and close someone. Let's continue to talk about now how do you be a savvy? What's a savvy networker? What's that for? I think when when you start getting in, you know, you you want to classify yourself as a professional networker, a savvy networker. It's about looking at networking more as a philosophy 
and, you know, you're always networking. You know, I'm sure the people on this call, if they've done any sales workshops or training, you've heard, you know, do your ABCs, you know, always be closing. You know, life is really, I see it's so much more about networking. And, you know, one of the, the biggest examples I can even relate to is my my whole life. I mean, I'm, you know, I started the, the agency when I was 20. I'm 28 now. And really what's happened is I can look back and every segment of my last eight professional years as an entrepreneur has built upon itself. You know, I mean, the first, the very first networking event I ever went to, uh, I met the two first people. It was Melissa DeMaria, she's a realtor, and another guy, David Clark, who was a mortgage broker. It was David's first event. Melissa had been going to it. And this is eight years later, and a friend of mine is looking at getting property. And I had the opportunity to refer to Melissa, the very first person that I'd ever met. You know, looking at how these relationships continue to build, but, you know, what happened with me initially was I was going to all these events, and from that I ended up having to run events because what happened was the people who were hosting them, they had a change in position, they had something that happened in their life that they weren't going to do it anymore, and I'm sitting here like, crap, I need these events to keep happening, so I'll just host it. So before I knew it, I was hosting three or four of these events I'm going to a week on top of going to 10 or 15 other events. So really, from a savvy networker side of it, it evolves from being someone that's out there constantly networking, constantly connecting people, to being that all-around center of influence. And maybe it's not your cup of tea, but if you really wanted to make something really influential, it's you're hosting an event. You're participating. You're the mediator. You're emceeing somebody's event. You know, the most effective way that we've done any marketing for us is when we're speaking. You know, we do a lot of presentations and we're featured speakers on panels. I mean, just like how Ty and I ended up meeting a few years ago. You know, through networking, that got me onto a panel at the Tampa Association of Realtors where I got to meet Ty. Now, three or four years later, full circle around, we're doing this radio interview. You never know when you're going to meet somebody, who you're going to meet, how it's going to affect anything. And you know, there's just so many different stories. I mean, one other instance, a friend of mine, or before he was a friend, you know, he had some different uh, issues going on in his life that the insurance services that we were able to offer were able to help him solve those problems. Come to, you know, a few months go by, a year goes by, he solves his issues, he calls me up, he says, listen, you know, I, I looked into some of the services you were offering, I'm thinking about being an agent, what do you think? He comes on board with me. We become great friends Two and three years later pass by. We're doing different stuff. We both kind of had other things going, him with real estate, me with marketing. I was able to connect him with a friend of mine who had a, a real estate a property management firm. He's been doing fantastic with that over the last two years. I've been doing great. Everything's been awesome with the marketing stuff we've been doing. So you never know what's going to come, what friendship, what relationship, what awesome business thing is going to come about from anybody that you meet. And it's really important not to disqualify anybody when you think that, oh, you know, you met somebody, you know, some lady sells Mary Kay, and you just feel like, oh, I don't want to deal with this Mary Kay person. You don't know who her husband is. Or That's right. you don't know who her best friend is. It's, a, it's important that everybody is an important individual, and you got to treat them that way and value their uh, value the opportunity just to say hi and chat with them for a little while and encourage them. If they're just getting started, give them a congratulations on their first venture, whatever it is. 
man, that's a that's an excellent point because I think about after we sat on the panel, you gave me your card, I gave you mine, and you sent me an email the next day. I mean, it was textbook. As I watched you do it, I'm like, okay, this guy is good uh, because you sent me an email. You say, hey, why don't we get together for lunch? Uh, we had lunch one time, and then we had lunch again, and we may have talked two times after that, but I know easily a good 18 months went by without us oh, yeah. talking. But when it was time for me to do this show and I knew I wanted to be on networking, you were one of the first people that came to my mind. So you're right. You just never know when or if the connection is going to occur. But be kind and to everybody. It, it makes mm -hmm. all the difference in the world. So that's an excellent point. Now, but you know, you said Wow, you're doing ten, fifteen a month. What's not everyone is 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 probably going to get out there, and, and we don't want to scare anyone. So, what's a realistic way for someone to start I with networking? I am glad you asked that because I definitely am not doing ten or fifteen a month anymore. I, okay. I, I, I can absolutely remember a point in my life when I was you know doing a ton of stuff with the agency, starting to get into these marketing workshops and going to everything, and just remember looking at my life like, when is this going to end? Not my life, but all of this network. <laughs> I mean, all, all of this, I mean, this, it's exhausting. I mean, you go to three events a day for a week. I mean, you are burnt out. Talking to people is exhausting, and it definitely just, you know, really wears you down. And then you obviously have to have time to work. Um, right now, I might do at least one event a week. Uh, I try to do myself two or three just because I want to, I need to be in front of more people. I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, an admin and a staff to, to lean on to help get some of that, you know, kind of busy work done for me. But if you can at least just get to one event a week, my goal when I go to an event is really, to be honest with you, meet one good person that I can build a relationship with or connect with somebody else. It sounds small, but you know what? I, I, I don't, I'm not looking to meet 10 awesome people at every event not everybody at that event you're going to either get along with or it's going to be the right person for you. You know, I shoot for one. If I meet two or three, fantastic. But I would definitely shoot for one event a week if you can manage that, see how that goes. Um, and the one critical element, Ty kind of mentioned it before, is the follow-up process because it's really, if you're just going to go to the events and then not meet these people afterwards, it's kind of a waste of time. Um, we actually just had a meeting this morning about figuring out what does this process look like. So now we, we'll have an email that goes out. Typically, actually, what we'll do if it's really someone that we were trying to build a relationship with is we send them a card. We actually write a card. People, mm -hmm. you know, people get something in the mail and it's like, oh my God, somebody's still mailing stuff in the postage, and it's in, it's personal. So we go from a card to an email a few days later saying, listen, I just wanted to confirm, you know, is this this was the center of influences, this was the ideal client for you, right? So it kind of shows them that, that you're still thinking about them three to five days later. You know, this little drip campaign of marketing. So it all just continues to, to work on top of itself, and it just really helps you become a lot more successful a lot more quickly. And, you know, that's an excellent point because I did some research with top executives several years ago, and I said, okay, let's say for a moment you were traveling, you've been going from your office for a week or two weeks, and you come into your office, and, and I, just, I just sprawled out across their desk all types of envelopes and, and packages. I said, 
you've been gone for a week, which one would you open first? And consistently, Joe, these executives would pick up the thing that appeared to be most personal. Absolutely. If it had a hand, if, if the envelope was handwritten and it had a stamp on it, they opened that first. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, the next thing they opened was what seemed to be most urgent. If it was like a FedEx package or a UPS package, they opened that. I'm always looking for checks first. <laughs> it was personal <laughs> when I've been traveling. But that personal touch is still a critical thing. And if, and if individuals are willing to just do that, that sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Would you agree? Fun, fun, oh, absolutely. Fun fact on mailer stuff. I, I have a colleague that we work with right now, and she has a mailing service. They write cards for you, and they've done a ton of research. The most opened envelope is a royal blue or dark red envelope, and if it has a breast cancer awareness sticker, it got a higher open rate. So fun fact, if you're ever doing direct mail stuff and you want people to open it, fancy dark blue envelope with like silver writing on it gets awesome open rates <laughs> wow okay okay all right uh tell me this what are some absolutely do not do when you're networking what are some things uh our listeners and even us should just plain avoid if we want to make a favorable first impression at a networking function uh Definitely don't go and, and drink too much. That, that, okay. that can definitely happen. And start and, and going right for the food. I definitely have been at events where, I mean, you walk in, sometimes the events are free, sometimes you pay five or ten bucks, or twenty bucks or thirty bucks, and there's a buffet and there's, you know, free drinks. Great, have a drink, but it's definitely easy to, for some people just, you know, go in, you have two or three drinks, and now you're a little looser. But now it's more of like a social thing. You kind of, after an hour of events like that, you'll start to see the people who were really there to network start to leave. And the other people who were really just there to party and have a good time stay later. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's awesome because that sometimes is where some of the other connections get made. But when you just walk into the event and you're trying to network and you got a, a drink in one hand and food in the other, you're really just looking for a place to sit down and kind of be by yourself and eat. And get your stuff started. So I would avoid that. I would, you know, go meet some people first. Maybe you have a little hors d'oeuvre here and there. Get your drink and just hang out. Those are the real critical things. But I would absolutely not focus on getting rid of your cards. My objective, I would highly recommend, is just collect as many people's cards as you can. Not with the anticipation that you're going to try to meet with everybody. But just saying, hey, it was great to meet you. Thanks for chatting last night. Uh, if they reach back and I didn't think that that was a person that I really wanted to meet with, but they request a meeting, I'll happily meet with them, let them pick my brain, and we can chat and just develop a friendship because you never know where that's going to lead. You know, just like Ty and I didn't know where our relationship was going to lead. We didn't really have purposes for the meetings that he and I set up. Uh, I think at multiple cheesecake factories years ago. Yes, uh, right. We had a great time, and it was, uh, I actually learned that I loved their. Uh, caramelized chicken salad, whatever that was. It was delicious. Oh, that's, I know that's good my, memory. That's my, new, that's my new, like, go-to thing on the menu, man. Good memory, good memory. Three years old, so it was fun. <laughs> and one of the things I always tell people is, make sure they don't have spinach in their teeth. I know that sounds crazy, but if you're at an event and you're eating, you want to mm. check your teeth <laughs> before you start talking Absolutely to someone. Keep, mince, keep the mints in your pocket. 
You know, if you're yeah. going to be eating, have the mint, because that is... And also, regular body smells. As silly as these few elements sound, I, I can't even tell you the number of times you're at an event that, like, somebody walks up to you, and they just don't, they just don't smell right. And right. it's just, obviously, <laughs> what are you going to say to that person? There's no, like, polite, awkward, unawkward way to just, like, move on. But those are two critical elements right there. Personal hygiene is really the biggest element. Yeah, they they can't start singing shower to shower. A sprinkle a day help keeps odor away. (laughs) But and and I've had I've had uh, ladies tell me also that they look at people's fingernails. So I mean, it's the it's the little things that can distract the person that you're talking to. If your fingernails aren't well kept or, or they're dirty, I I've had executives tell me they look at your shoes. You know, do they look polished? As you're walking away, this may sound crazy, but they actually look at your heels to see if your heels are too worn. So it's it's all about that first impression. You rarely get an opportunity to make a, a, a you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. So these yep. are some of the things that I found to be critical. I mean, if you know you're going someplace, uh, go to the barber shop. And get a nice, yeah. get your hair cut, you know, uh, go to the beautician. But they're just things, wear, your, wear a nice outfit or, or a nice suit. Uh, and a lot no, of people don't part. have, huh? Look in the yeah, part. exactly. Look in, look in the part. You know, yeah, I mean, because. When I was, but I was just struggling, like I said, 20 years old. I had, I had no money. I had nothing going on. And I was just wearing this, you know, nice pants, shoes, dress shirt, tie. I was doing this uh, full suit for a while, but I'm like, you live in Florida, this is ridiculous, it's hot, I'll just rock the shirt. But if I'm going places where I, you know, I know it'll be a little cooler, I'll, I would wear the jacket, but, you know, it's about that presentation. It's critical that, you know, you're perceived as a more successful person, even if you're not there yet. You know, that whole fake it till you make it thing, it's, it's you know, we say that, but it's, a, it's kind of an important feature when you're meeting new people, because they're sizing you up 15 different ways. So it's uh, it's absolutely critical. And you know, one of the things I've also mentioned in the past, because if if you are meeting quite a few people there, sometimes it's kind of hard to remember what people are telling you. So sometimes I might even say, um, before I go to another person, I'll have a business card with me, I'll have an ink pen with me and a notepad. I may even have a little small recorder, and a lot of the smartphones today have recorders built in. So the key things about that particular person that I just spoke with, I'll make quick notes. I say, I just met with Bob. He's the president of XYZ Company. Uh, He enjoys boating. He has a boat, as a matter of fact, and also he's been successful in this arena. Uh, And make good notes because what I've learned is, the older I get, the less I can trust my memory. <laughs> what about you? I, I I find myself falling into relying on my memory most of the time. I'll, I'll jot a few quick notes down, or I'll, I have a little notes thing in my phone where I'll type in something real quick. But um, it's, you know, it, trainings I've gone through in the past, it's always a recommendation that you write a few notes, you write the date, you write where you met the person on the back of the card. So those are things that kind of always help you trigger that memory and that conversation, especially if you're going to be talking with a lot of people. I mean, if you're at an all-day event, you're you know you're meeting a ton of people, you're collecting a ton of cards, 
And you'll you'll probably remember the one to three people that you're like, I gotta get in touch with this person. You'll remember everything about them, but then not so much some of the other people who are equally as important that you should still touch base with and just say, Hey, it was great meeting you. But absolutely writing a few quick notes is awesome. Yeah, because I've been at meetings and everything seemed crystal clear while I was still in that room. But when I walk across the street <laughs> from the meeting to my car, I can't remember key, key components. And I think this was Confucius who came up with this title, came up with this saying. Uh, if, if that's not right, then I'll claim it. Uh, but it's basically the weakest ink will outlast the strongest memory. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was the dullest pencil ever it was, but absolutely right. You know, and that's why I constantly, and sometimes you meet people, in business times I go to events and I don't have, I forgot my cards for whatever reason, or somebody I'm trying to meet doesn't have a card. I'm, I'm sending them a text and an email right then and there, just touching base, and then making a note that I did that. You know, fortunately all our phones, most of our phones now are just able to do all these quick little, you know, connections, you know, with LinkedIn and with email and with text. You know, it's in, it's important to just kind of keep documented what you're doing and also what you're spending time. You know, as your time gets more and more invested in meetings and networking and all this different stuff, the next step is kind of looking at your time management and what's going to make it most efficient for you to manage the networking and all these other meetings too. So it's uh, it becomes a balancing act as you get more and more busy and more flooded with meetings. Right, that's a good point. You know, one of the things I, I, I really hate it when I... I'm at an event or I'm meeting someone and they give me a card and I don't have one. So what I've done is it, it, I just go ahead and, and put business cards in all of my suits. I keep right. I have a stack of them in all of my suits, all of my sports coats. So whatever I put on, there's probably a, a ready supply of, uh, of business cards. That way I don't have to worry about trying to remember. Now, I will be coming. Tip. I'm sorry, go ahead. That, that was a great tip. I, I, I'm writing that down and making sure that I'm doing, I'm only going after the call and putting it on my jacket. There you go. So you just reach, reaching your jacket and you normally have some. But we, mm-hmm. we're, we're coming to the, the end of the show and man, this has been a great show, Joe. You've given us a lot of good tips. I appreciate that. Uh, what I'd like to ask you now is, can you, can you give our listening audience and even myself, because I'm always looking to grow, uh, the names of some books or some reading material that can continue to enhance our knowledge base on networking. Absolutely. You know, we mentioned it a few times. If you're really, you know, really green in this whole networking thing, How to Win Friends and Influence People is always a great place to start. It, it almost seems when you're reading it that it's kind of like, duh, you kind of know, you feel like you know it already as you read it. It's like that reinforcement. Um, but I love, you know, Jeffrey Gittimer's got a lot of great books. I, I think from the networking side, it's Little Black Book of Connections. That's fantastic. Um, I recently read The Referral Engine. That's a little bit more of this being the center of influence and developing those relationships. But uh, the most recent book I read, which I really just think is, is phenomenal, um, is by Guy Kawasaki, and it's Enchantment. Um, Guy Kawasaki mm-hmm. was the guy who did a ton of work with Apple. And it's it's really just helps you analyze the philosophy around your you know your elevator spiel when you're actually talking about what you're doing, how people perceive you, what the value is around what you're offering. It's it's really just a fantastic book. Um, it's funny Google actually sent it to us as a promotional thing for doing pay per click stuff from them last year. That was really interesting. But 
absolutely must read. You you know, you go to your library. I recently discovered that these crazy these crazy buildings that we have in the city, some of them are libraries and they have books. But you can go <laughs> online and you can download them and you can put them on your phone and plug them in at your car when you're working out. And that's been okay. awesome for me. And then the, the Kawasaki book was at a lot of the libraries, so check it out. Okay, all right. Well, we have less than a minute left. I'd like for our our audience to know how they can actually get in touch with you if they have additional questions or may even want to use your organization's services. So can you tell them how to get in touch with you? Absolutely. I mean, you can check out our website, uh, Um My email is joe at mdavidcats.com. I mean, either one of those is great. You Google my name, I'll, I'll be all over the first page. You know, hit me up on Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. Mention the show, and I'll be happy to chat with you, shoot some ideas around, and you know, be as much a resource to you as I can. Okay, very good. And we're going to end the show now. Thank you very much for listening to us today. And as usual, we're going to continue to bring you solid material. And we look forward to have you listening next week. And in the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something. This is your host, Ty Manor. See you next week. Thanks again for tuning in to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something. Ty Maynard will be back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to you joining us then. In the meantime, forget patience, let's sell something.